1: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Southern California Live, hour two of the Thursday edition of our program. It's great to be with you every single weekday from three to five right here together. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. On our program, we talk about the news of the day and look at it through a Christian lens, a biblical lens, and talk about it from those angles. And uh, there's a big news story today, in case you did not hear it yet. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II passed away today. Did you know that? Uh, We were having a discussion earlier today, a bunch of us about, do people know that, you know, as soon as it happens because we get these push notifications on our phone? Or do we find out when we... When we come home, like it used to be, right? You didn't know anything, so you came home and turned on the uh, TV news. I think the world has changed a little bit, but if uh, you haven't heard that, we know that some of you haven't looked at your phone or haven't looked at the news. And uh, so uh, we're talking about that, and I've been thinking about this. It's, it's an interesting—I think it's an interesting topic for for Christians, in part because of a couple things. Maybe as Americans, it's, it's very odd that, we, that this is going to impact the news here for a while, Okay, probably Queen Elizabeth might actually be the most famous person in the world. It's possible uh, for most famous person today. Uh, It impacts a lot of countries. There's a lot of history. There is, it is in a sense, I think, the feeling of the passing of an era. Um, And um, we'll talk about that a little bit. You know, something that comes to mind is the funny thing about americans and monarchy is that we left that system of government i like our system of government a lot better Uh, i wish that our congress would have conversations the same way the parliament does where they sort of just yell at each other and bounce but it's more open you know it seems to me but otherwise um our country at the same time seems to have a lot of interest in what happens with the royal family and we follow that and uh, so this is, this is some news. Do you want to talk about it? You can give me a call today at 888-528-2557. Send me an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Once again, Queen Elizabeth II passed away today. Here's how it was announced officially on the BBC. This is BBC News from London. Buckingham Palace has announced the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. In a statement, the palace said, the Queen died peacefully at Balmoral this afternoon. The King and the Queen consort will remain at Balmoral this evening and will return to London tomorrow. BBC television is broadcasting this special programme reporting the death of Her Majesty the Queen. So there you have that announcement and then what happens is the screen goes black and there's a a picture of, of Queen Elizabeth II play God Save the Queen. Does that change into God Save the King, that song? I think it does, actually. Um, And if you're listening, maybe you recognize that it sounds like My Country Tis of Thee, and it does. It's exactly the same song. It's that Americans took that tune and um, gave it new words that have nothing to do with the monarchy. And so they played that song, and it went to the end. I was on, uh, you know, and here's something about... uh, Social media, where social media works, okay? Whenever there's breaking news, Twitter is amazing. Now, Twitter is probably the one that the least of you are on uh, as far as that goes. And apparently 90% of people on Twitter aren't real people. I guess we're hearing that also. But um, Twitter is – it will rob you of your soul, so you need to be careful and understand it. But Twitter is great for breaking news. When things are current, there are things that go on sort of live because somebody is in the room – either they've got their phone up and they're showing it to you live or they're what's called live tweeting and they're just typing it out. And earlier today there was a a ceremony for new citizens of Canada which comes under the the banner of uh somebody'll have to help me with it I don't even understand a lot of this the British Commonwealth, okay, of different nations under the banner of the United Kingdom. Are they part of the United Kingdom? I don't know. I think they're just part of the Commonwealth. Anyway, They see Queen Elizabeth as queen. And so when you become a citizen in Canada, you pledge allegiance, your allegiance to the crown, to the Queen of England. And so on Twitter today, people were live tweeting this, and she died right in the middle of the ceremony. The announcement came down. And what I thought is really fascinating is then it was live-tweeted, all this stuff about, well, what do we do now? Because the the language that people were about to do is to pledge their support to Queen Elizabeth, and now she's gone. And there was this tension in the room, and finally the judge who administers the oath comes back, and he announces the queen has died, and now the uh, king is King Charles the third. Uh, and uh, so we're going to insert his name. And so they do the ceremony, and they pledge their their loyalty to King Charles III, which is not what they were planning to do when they walked in this morning. And then this guy tweeting it, he's going, it blows my mind, but everybody just said the queen is dead, long live the king. I mean, that's that's going on today. To me, this just sounds so... Uh, it's just fascinating I think because this is an ancient tradition right this has been going on for a thousand years in uh, England uh these these things and uh here we go we we have this happening and the world is is taking a look um and I think it's a strange moment really in history in modern times to watch and even feel a sense of loss uh, maybe you do, you know, how do you, how do you feel about this? Do you have a sense of loss, uh, as an American, or maybe you're listening and you're a, 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 British citizen, or, uh, what would you say? You are, um, there's a term for it I'm blanking on, but you, you consider yourself part of the British Commonwealth. Um, you know, I, I mentioned, I'm not a real fan of the monarchy, at least the way they do it. And I'm, and I'm hoping that, I don't think Charles is going to do it, but William, A lot of people, I think, hope that he plans to move this British monarchy into more of a charity organization and turn the castles into museums and make the royals a a smaller deal. I think that would be much better. Um, But Elizabeth, 96 years old, uh, she was born famous. She has always been in the public eye, which is odd. It is such a... A odd thing, isn't it, that you're you're sort of born into this this royal family, and you have a destiny that is plotted out for you. It's hard to live with. I think that's why some of them have so many problems, and you have a couple of them who've quit, um, and a lot of a lot of pressure that you're just sort of born with. I can't think of too many other professions. I mean, you might have pressure because you're. One of your parents was a famous actor or a famous writer or somebody who had some kind of notoriety or just maybe a business leader. So in your circles, you have a lot of pressure to perform in a certain way throughout your life. And maybe it's controversial if you decide to to not be a part of the family business. I don't know. But, you know, when I think about the history of the world and uh, at least the modern history and Elizabeth, who is 96 And some of you have been watching, there's a program on one of the streaming services called The Crown. Uh, My wife has been watching it. I've watched a couple episodes. It's actually really good, the ones that I've seen. And uh, I'm a historian, so I like that kind of thing. She's 96. She was queen for 70 years. Every generation today is connected with her. Like She has been a part of the, the life of everybody. A connection really to every major event since World War II has been a part of you know, uh queen elizabeth has been involved in that 13 presidents of the united states during her reign 13 most of us don't have 13 uh, presidents uh, or we barely have that maybe in our life and i think you know for for me as i've been thinking about it there is a the, the history of it sort of ways and it's a major change uh who is left that connects the generations that way in world leadership in different ways. Um, There is a a history of, of great Britain that isn't all good stuff that people are remembering also as part of during her reign is the end of the British empire and the end of British colonialism as it had been known and, and uh, really trying to move the country into a, a modern era, to be around in 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 power, it's hard to say in power because it's largely symbolic, right her power, but it's significant um there's just an awful lot has happened, and I think about this, and I'm looking at the past and i'm I'm wondering now what what is the future, just in a bigger sense, not for England or for different things, but just I think a lot of us are are worried about the future. there's a great biblical sense of of that I'll share with that share you share that with you in just a moment um maybe when you look to the past you see it a little better than it was and we put you know we forget the the hardships a little bit or we just are able to see maybe what God has done over time so whatever was difficult during past seasons we see whatever God did to make it uh to make it good uh we see a lot of that and i think something to keep in mind for us too as as people of christ is that you know, as Americans, we, we reject the idea, I think, of a monarchy. But as Christians, we have a kingdom of God. Jesus is the king. I don't know if you think of it that way. It's odd to me to think King Charles III, that's who he's going to be. Um, king Charles III. Um, that's what he's going to be. And king just seems like such a weird thing, except that when we step back and we realize Jesus is actually king, that we are part of a kingdom, that, in fact, our first citizenship as believers is to be in the kingdom of God. Do you think of it that way? You know, is there what is the the pomp and circumstance that we're gonna see with Jesus on the throne? You know, he came in the first time on a on a you know, a baby donkey and without um the the gold and the big horses and everything else that would be normally part of a triumphal entry Um, which was a Roman thing to do. You go defeat some uh, bad guy, or not bad guy, but some other culture, which wasn't necessarily bad. You were the bad guy, as the Romans often were. But you'd come in in this huge ceremony, the Caesar would, or the commanding officer, and Jesus came in so humbly. But when he comes back, he's coming back as king. Uh, When he comes back, he's coming back as judge. It's going to look differently. That's the kingdom that we live in. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Ferro, your host. You can join our conversation by 888 Calling 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. How does this strike you today? How, is, how are you feeling about um Queen of England's death? Does it impact you? What are you, What are your thoughts about this? 888-528-2557. Britain also has a new prime minister, and um, she came out... And Liz Truss is her name. She's only been prime minister for about two days. She was made prime minister by the queen, which is a ceremonial duty of the queen just two days ago. And this is what the prime minister had to say.
2: Queen Elizabeth II was the rock on which modern Britain was built. Our country has grown and flourished under her reign. Britain is the great country it is today because of her.
1: And then later she said this. Today
2: the crown passes as it has done for more than a thousand years to our new monarch, our new head of state, his majesty King Charles III.
1: Nobody said his majesty in 70 years in that in that country. It's just a it's such a uh, a very interesting thing and I think as Americans it matters our relationship with England has been very very significant. I think the world is changing. We call it the special relationship, right? It has been something that uh, every president, the thirteen who have been presidents, ever since uh, she was queen, and going before that, you know, for a long time. You know, we obviously fought for our independence against the crown, but uh, we got over that. You know, they came over here and fought us in a war, uh, the War of eighteen twelve. Most people don't study that. Were you taught in school? I was taught in school that we've never lost a war. Uh, you know, you could probably debate that. Some people would say, "Well, Vietnam was a, wasn't really a war. Korea, and, and you know, we still lost a war, but um, we definitely lost the war of 1812." By the way, I mean they burned the White House. You know, Dolly Madison, who is not the maker of snack cakes, she is the wife of President Madison. Saved the portrait of George Washington. She ran out of the. Uh, White House with it. The only reason we still have that portrait is because she left when they burned it. I mean, she, they, they burned uh, down the town. Um, but shortly after the Civil War, the, the British were not on our side for that either, the Union side. Shortly after that, though, we became friends, especially because of World War One and World War Two. Probably our two countries together had a lot to do with saving the world from uh, certainly fascism. We'll have to have a conversation about that pretty soon since that word is being thrown around a lot and uh, not used correctly I think by most um, a lot of important things there I think that's a big part of why this relationship matters um, what do you think? 888-528-2557 888-528-2557 Ann and Mission Viejo welcome to Southern California Live
2: Hi, hello I'm sorry, um, I'm too loud but anyway okay. I, I have mixed Emotion, Yeah. Because I lived in England and a lot of the old school, um, really was down on Diana. Mm. And after the death, how Elizabeth didn't want to put the flag at half staff, was she deserved it because she was uh, married to Charles. Yeah. And, um, one thing I liked about, uh, Elizabeth was she was very, she did her job and she did it well to the end and being a woman and, um, I look at a powerful woman like that, and she was dedicated to her country, which was great. But the, on the other side, she um, wasn't quite fair, I thought, when it came to Diana's death and you know what went on. So, but as a woman and a powerful woman, she was. Yeah, I
1: you and know, a, I,
2: strong, and a strong woman.
1: I think there's a lot of people with that same emotion that you have, uh, particularly people from England today. Uh, Anne, thank you for your mm-hmm. call and uh, and sharing that. You know, I think that the loss of Diana – do you remember where you were in, when uh, Diana died? That was a big, big deal for the world, I think, because people saw that Diana was different from the royal family perspective. What I said at the top of the hour, that I think people – I'm one of them – that hopes that William, who is Charles's kid – William will probably be king if he stays alive. You know, people are saying Charles is going to be king for a short period of time because he's older. Well, he's 73. I mean, uh, when we think about the leaders of our country, he's a he's a young whippersnapper, isn't he? Um, He could be he could be king for 20 years, 25 years. That's definitely not out of the question. Um, But I think a lot of people are looking at the extreme wealth and money that it goes to supporting this tradition and supporting that family and saying, why in this world, since especially most of the power is symbolic, why not? move it in a direction of charity, Uh, move it. I think there's probably some historical significance to sort of keeping the the family around and knowing who they are. But you could make all of those castles and stuff into museums and, you know, thousand years of of history right in there, uh, good, bad and indifferent, uh, you could do. And there's really interesting history um, when you look at it. Charles, if he keeps the name, that's an interesting thing, too, is Charles doesn't have to go with Charles. I think he's Charles, he's Charles Arthur, you know, uh, he's got like four names, George. He can pick any one of those and be King whatever. Um, he could actually be King Arthur. That's what I would do. I would be King Arthur, and I would have a round table, and I'd put people in the metal outfits and make them sit around it, and uh, we'd serve pizza. You're listening to Southern California Live. The number is 888-528-2557. We're responding to the death of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, maybe you've had different thoughts about it. Here's something to think about. When Jesus came on the scene and he's going to get baptized, why were we told to repent by John the Baptist? Remember what John the Baptist said? Repent for what? For the kingdom of God is at hand. And I'm wondering as we we think about The Kingdom of England, and maybe you are a history person and there's a lot of story there. It's connected with the United States, obviously, and for better or worse, um, many countries around the world in every continent, in every place. The British Empire, as it was known by, the British Empire, they said that the sun never set on the British Empire. That's how big it was, meaning that it was daylight somewhere in the world uh, on the British Empire all the time. That's how widespread it was throughout the world. And and in some places maybe that was good, but in other places it was bad. There's a lot of debate that people will have about that um, and or a lot of agreement uh, in different ways. Um, somebody wrote in a paper that the British Empire – the sun never set in the British Empire. Some kid wrote this. I read one time that the sun never sets on the British Empire because the British Empire is in the east and the sun sets in the west. Not exactly right, but I thought that's a hilarious look at it from a kid point of view. From a Jesus point of view, we are to repent because the kingdom of God is at hand. And when Jesus is having a conversation with Pilate, it's, it is one of my favorite conversations that Jesus has in the New Testament, because suddenly now Jesus is having a conversation with a Roman official, and it's just different conversation with Jesus all of a sudden are you the king of the Jews? I mean, he's like, who told you I was the king of the Jews? Yep, yep. And then he says, I am a, he says, my kingdom is not of this world. And we need to listen to that, that we're part of a kingdom, that we as Christians have a king. We have a king that one day the scripture tells us that every knee will bow to. Whatever your local king is or whoever you make your your leader, everybody's going to bow. And that includes kings and queens of any nation anywhere in history, that everybody's going to stand before Jesus and acknowledge him as king. Where are you at with that? Is Jesus your king? Certainly he's your friend. Certainly you have different relationships with different ways to look at Jesus. But do you see him as your king? And what does that mean to you? You can join our conversation today and talk about Queen Elizabeth or Jesus as your king. You can call me at 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. When we get back, I want to share a biblical idea about what the future is and what the way the Bible, especially your, your Old Testament, but also in the New, the way it describes actually what is the past and what is the future. And it's an interesting way of looking at this when we look at a person like Queen Elizabeth who passes away, who it really is the end of an era. She might be the last of an era that is just now gone, and that's that's how it's impacting me that that is an era as a history guy that's just gone, and what is coming in this new era it's uh it's happening now eight 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 five two eight two five five seven This is Southern California live i'm Scott furrow, your host i'll be back as the Thursday edition continues.
3: This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. You can join the conversation, 888-528-2557. We're talking about the death of Queen Elizabeth, but also talking about the, the fact that as Christians, we are part of a kingdom that is not of this world and Jesus is our king. And, you know, it is it is such an interesting thing, I think, to look at this monarchy and what's about to happen. The ceremonies that are going to happen over the next 10 days or, or two weeks are extraordinary. Nobody's seen this in uh, really anywhere in the world. There's extraordinary ceremonies, but most people, maybe people in that country look at it, but the world is going to watch this. And we're going to see an extraordinary funeral and funeral procession. And we're going to see a crowning of a king. Um, king Charles III is now who uh, Prince Charles is. He's now king. He's king immediately. That's how it works. But there will be a ceremony for that, a coronation. And uh, it's, it's an interesting deal. Do you know what Queen Elizabeth's actual... Uh, title is if you it's called styled the way it is. She is Elizabeth II. Here is her here's her title, which I find very interesting. Her title is Elizabeth II by the grace of God of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland and her and of her other realms and territories, Queen, head of the Commonwealth, Defender of the Faith. Uh, her last part of her title is Defender of the Faith. That title, it reflects that the the Sovereign of England's position as the first, as the Supreme Governor of the Church of England. There's a whole interesting history if you want to understand kind of how church works and if you really want to get into why freedom of religion is such an important thing for our country. The idea that the government doesn't establish your religion or any religion, that the the, the government does not establish a religion. It's because the founders realized that Throughout all of history, that typically is something that the government would do. It would establish an official religion. And some nations, you wouldn't be allowed to have any other religion. And in some of the European nations, you you were obviously Catholic for a while, Roman Catholic. But after the Reformation, some of the European nations would adopt Different uh, Protestant denominations, and you know, if you were Ger- German, I think you were Lutheran. And if you were uh, England, you were you were Catholic, and then you were Church of England, and then you were Catholic. And there were people who got their heads cut off, and eventually you ended up Church of England again. And the Queen still has that title, Defender of the Faith, and it's the idea that um, the sovereign is meant to defend the the Christian faith of. Uh, that nation. It's a very interesting thing. By the grace of God is typically uh, more used. You hear that a lot more. It's on a lot of coins that are in the British Empire or initials of that. Prince Charles, now King Charles, has said that he would like to change the idea of being the defender of the faith. In 1994, he said, I personally would rather see my future role as defender of faith, not the faith. So he's making the change to, say, more of a religious freedom like any religion, which doesn't make any sense at this point. I'm not sure that that should be the title anyway. Um, And then in 2015, he clarified further and he said, well, at the same time being defender of the faith, you can also be protector of faiths." So he may keep that as the, the title but also pointing out that he can still defend religious freedom however they define it there it's different there than it is here and when you study what the puritans did the puritans tried to make it you know a culture that is where the government essentially is the faith um but that didn't work and it devolved into some really bad things you know Salem witch trials and things of that nature but out of that came the idea that government is is below God, that we are under God, what we now say in our Pledge of Allegiance, the idea that God is outside of government, that government does not determine what is true about spirituality or true about religion or faith, that what is true is true. And most of the Western countries ultimately came to the idea that you need to defend that there is a supreme power. And yes, most agreed that the supreme power was the Christian God, but there in the the talk of religious freedom you could have another supreme power and still have rights um one person trying to explain this from England a man named Louis Saint Laurent he said the the rather more delicate question arose about the words defender of the faith in England there is an established church in our countries and the other monarchies of the Commonwealth, there are no established churches, but in our countries, there are people who have faith in the direction of human affairs by, all wise, by an all wise providence. These are words that I don't think we use them too much anymore. And maybe that's good because it sort of, it, it doesn't, you know, as a Christian person where I believe that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life, I believe that we do have a kingdom, that it's the kingdom of God that we live under. We don't, we don't decide we live in the kingdom of God. He, Jesus is the king. He is. He is the sovereign, ultimately. But that language was used to, in a way, point that direction, but also allow for religious freedom, which I think also is a good thing for for countries. And you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, there's a lot of nuance in, in theology with this. But at the end of the day, you can choose to not worship Jesus, but that's going to be the wrong choice. Um, you know, and whether you have a choice or not, I know people argue about that, but you have that uh, anyway. He talks about how there would not be a reasonable objection for people who believe in a supreme being and having the sovereign the head of civil authority described as a believer and defender of the faith and a supreme ruler and that's still part of the title uh in older days you would have a lot more defender of the faith as a big part of the the title of the king or queen of england um very interesting and different i think to see that i'm i'm grateful that the the president of the united states is is not seen as a pope or not seen as some kind of uh, religious leader because in our country you could have that changing all the time. We don't have that established religion. I would like the president to be a Christian, a Christ follower, to be on his knees or her knees one day um, asking God, bowing down to the king of the universe, Jesus Christ. That's what I want. That's why I would pray for President Biden or pray for uh, whoever the president would be, whether I vote for them or not, that they would that they would repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, that they would seek him for wisdom. And looking toward the future, there is concern, I think, and you can join me with your thought about this. 888 528 2557. This is SoCal Live. I'm Scott Furrow. The number, if you want to join the conversation, give us your thoughts about the death of Queen Elizabeth or the subject that we're talking about, the kingdom of God, 888 528 2557. Looking into the future in this new era is to me as somebody who loves history and who knows a lot of the stuff it's very unknown we live in a very strange time really the last ten or fifteen years things are so different the philosophies that are behind a lot of the the struggles that we have today the you know the conversations about about gender or about critical theory or things like that it didn't just show up it's been developing for many many years decades it's just kind of come on the scene very very quickly and a big part of it is if if the culture and this is this is a lot of this is western culture we don't see it as much around the world in some different ways but if you're rejecting god if there's no god then the whole idea that the a sovereign of a state is somehow the defender of the faith or the sovereign of the state you know, or the state doesn't establish religion, what should the state have to do with it at all? If there's no God, then the state is the religion. That's the problem. If there's no God, then your rights come from the state and they don't come from the creator. They don't come from the supreme being or however you want to acknowledge that. And that concerns me a lot that we have moved in this direction away from what has really built up the, the freest society that has ever been seen. And I think that freedom ultimately comes because people acknowledge that there is a greater kingdom, ultimately Christ the King, and that's changing. But there's an interesting thing about the biblical word in uh, in Hebrew uh, that is the word for future. And the same concept is there in the New Testament. And it's it's a word that ultimately means the direction you're standing. So when you you use this word, uh, it's a fascinating thing. The Hebrew word for the past, it literally means what is before us. That doesn't sound like the past, right? What is before us. And the word for future literally means what is behind us. And that sounds like it's the the opposite, right? It sounds like it goes the other direction. Why is this the case? And here's the reason, that the the Hebrew word for the past, it's the idea that you can see the past. So you're, you're, you're facing the past. We can look at Queen Elizabeth. We can look at this period of time in her reign. We can look at all of the history, and we can have opinions about it. We can debate the good and the bad and all the different things. And But we see it. We see what this past was. We see all of these these leaders and what happened and what they did. It's there. And the reason the biblical idea for the past, in the the Hebrew anyway, is that you're facing it because you can see it. And the interesting thing about the future is that the word literally means what is behind us, because you can't see into the future. You can't see what's behind you. And what you are supposed to do is trust God for the future, that you can't see what God is doing. You don't know exactly what's going to happen in history. You don't know where all of this is going. You know, ultimately, because you got the book of Revelation, you know how it ends. But all of the details getting to that point, you don't really know. You have to trust God. And that's an interesting way to look at the future when we think of these things. Um, the number is 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. And if you want to call and share your thoughts about the Queen or the Kingdom of God, 888-528-2557. Carol, real quick, before we go to break, Carol from Van Nuys, welcome to Southern California Live.
2: Hi, I like listening to your show because I was a history major. Anyway, my grandfather was English and Irish. I don't really think anything about the Queen dying except it's sad for her family. Mm. Um, and when Princess Diana died, my older daughter was more angry that there was more coverage on her than Mother Teresa, who died around the same time You yeah. did enhance the kingdom of God.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's a... You know, I think, thank you for your call, Carol. You know, I think something interesting too about what you just said when you said, you know, I'm sad for her family. You know, I don't know if people, you know, in our country need to feel a certain way, but that family is one that's in the public eye and they got a lot of problems, right? There's significant problems with Prince Andrew and what he was involved with, uh, with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, who didn't kill himself, and the problems with the two brothers, William and, and Harry. And there's a dynamic in the family that we kind of see that is interesting because we all have family dynamic that's hard, don't we? And even though they have the wealth and the royalty and the status, they are not immune from significant family dysfunction. You know, if you think that your family could do better if you just won the lottery, if you just had enough money, if you just got this job, if you just had this education, uh, you're wrong. Uh, The only thing you would have is you would know where you live and you'd know where you eat and maybe not worry about those bills, but your relationship with your kids, your parents, your friends, uh, it's not necessarily helped by any of that, and we see that with the the royal family. I would say pray for them. Pray for those people. Wouldn't it be great if they really turned to Christ? I don't know where their real faith is in all of that, but what if that is their testimony? You should pray that that happens. I got to take a break. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557. Talking about the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth passing away, and uh, the Kingdom of God, and uh, we will take your calls when we get back. 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. This is the Thursday edition of SoCal Live. I'll be back as the Thursday edition continues.
3: Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're with each other every weekday from 3 to 5. Thank you for being with me. I'm Scott Furrow. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to join our conversation, we're talking about the death of Queen Elizabeth. How does that impact you? And we've been connecting this idea that I think as Christians we need to remember that we live in a kingdom, as as odd as I think it is, you know, that the world is going to deal with this, and uh, from a country like ours that would would frown upon, you know, the idea of monarchy. We sure do have a lot of interest in it, don't we? You know, maybe there's something inside us that likes the idea of a a sovereign who really is gracious and who is um, great and perfect— and we have one, but his name is Jesus, and he is on the throne forever. 888-528-2557. Mark in Long Beach, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, Scott. How are you doing? Good, Mark. How are you today?
3: Good, good. Thank you. Thank, thank you for uh, letting me chime in. Uh, it, it is devastating uh, for, for anybody to die mm. uh, today day tomorrow because, as we all know, uh, whether you believe or not in, in the sovereign Lord of the universe, Jesus Christ, we're going to go to one of two places. Yeah. So we, we don't know where she's going to go. Uh, she did good work. She was the queen, uh, obviously defender of her country. But as, as a monarchy, as, as a feudal system, was she really a defender of the faith? Right. Was she a defender of Christ, of God? Was that always present? You know, uh, not to go off track, uh, I watched a little Me TV to kind of tune out, and the Three Stooges were on last night. <laughs> it was the square heads at the round table. And, and you know, and, and, I, and I'm, I'll be honest, I was sitting there thinking of, of kings and queens, you know, and, and my limitation goes back to when we were taught about this stuff, you know, 14th, 15th century. But, you know, you, 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 you got it exact, you know, the king, the capital K, King Christ, coming in, introducing the kingdom, you know, we, we can't even grasp the concept of what a monarchy is or what it's done in the world, good or bad, let alone this the kingdom. Mm. So definitely uh it, it is devastating for anybody to perish because like God said, you know, that that, that none should perish that so we should go to him in the end. Yes. You know, where where will mm. she go? Unfortunately we can't pray for her. Um in that sense, you know, purgatory get her that's not nothing biblical there. But but definitely uh, I'm going to be 40 years old, and uh, all the pop culture stuff about the Queen. Yes, you know, obviously, yeah, I, I, I'm an American, but but you know, she, she I've never had that impression that she was a defender of Christ or God, and I could be wrong, you know. Uh, so that's that's where I that's where I stand. Is that she's going to one of two places like we all are, and I hope I hope it is with God. I hope it is yeah. in heaven.
1: Well, I think that's what we have to look at as believers, right that at the that ultimately is is the question for each one of us just because she's a monarch, she is a human being who is who is made in the image of God, she falls short of the glory of God, she needs a savior that savior is Jesus, and did she accept him as her savior or not we We, we won't know till we know uh right. thank you, Mark, for your call on on that and I think that whenever we're dealing with anybody who is famous that you know whether they're a politician, a king or queen or if they are a movie star or a sports hero these are people these are these are flesh and blood human beings just like you and I who have families who have struggles who have life and like I said the you know the wealth of the monarchy it might make your life a little easier in certain respects that you don't have to worry where your next meal is coming from uh, that's what Johnny Carson said. He says, well, you know, what does wealth mean for you? It means you don't uh, have to worry about getting your food. That's about it. Uh, which is a profound and kind of depressing statement, but real, right? So we should we should pray for them because um, Mark is right. This is what ultimately matters here. Um, in the book of Romans chapter 14... Paul writes this, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. This is why we we pray for each other. This is why we love our enemies. This is why we, when we think of people who are, you know, kind of impacting our life like these sorts of people, and we don't really even know them, but we see their life because of the notoriety that they have, that we should pray. You know, verse 13, he says, therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Uh, instead, make up your mind to not put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or a sister. You know, this is this is life in the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, you're going to meet your king. You will be with the king, and he is the judge. He is the ultimate sovereign. He is the ultimate authority in the universe. There will be no arguing. There will not be a—and there will not be any disagreeing. I think that that is also another piece is that every knee is going to bow and every tongue will confess because whenever you're standing before God, whatever whatever is happening there, you're going to agree with the verdict. You're going to agree that it is fair and— everybody will get there one day. Our goal is to let people know who Jesus is, that they will acknowledge him before they have that moment of judgment. And you know, that's something that I think if you are watching this and you're you're impacted. I know I have fr- some friends who are personally it's impacting. You know, when 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 a president dies in the United States, particularly a president who was alive during your life, maybe one you voted for, maybe one who did something that that meant a lot. Um, whenever a president dies and there's a, a time where they're lying in state, it's interesting to see the different groups who come out and the different things. There are people impacted by that person that you wouldn't even think about maybe – because of a certain piece of legislation that got done, or things that maybe impacted certain communities that that maybe didn't impact everybody, but it impacted your community differently, and a, if it's in a positive way, then you mourn that person who you never met. At the end of the day, though, what we need to be concerned about is people's faith. As you're seeing this with the royal family, and we'll probably talk about it uh, uh, maybe later. Hey, you know, pray for them. Pray that. They are able to maybe see, hey, maybe this is a good time for a change to leverage the wealth and leverage the, um, the traditions that we're going to see so much of here in the next couple of days to really be charitable, to really help people. You know, I think if you were a defender of the faith for real, then you would take that place, that position that you have, and lay it down for, for the glory of Christ. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be something? You pray for that. Uh, That's what we should do. Um, You know, in fact, I'm just going to pray for that as we have only just a couple of minutes here. I'm going to pray. Can we do that? God, you know, today we, as the world is thinking about the death of a monarch who has been around for 70 years on the throne, 96 years on this earth, and your word tells us to pray for those who are in positions of power. Your word tells us that, Uh, You are sovereign over the kings of this world, and you give those roles to anyone you wish, Daniel tells us. Well, we pray for the family of Queen Elizabeth today. We pray that in the midst of all of the different pomp and circumstance and the personal grief and the politics and the whatever else is involved there, that the glory of Christ would be shown to them by... A chaplain, by a member of the family who's a follower of Jesus, by somebody who is there, that they would come to Christ, that we pray for King Charles, that whatever he does, that he would turn to you, that that is your, if that, you know, that that is something that he would do. We pray for that, Lord. And as we look at these things in these next few days, Um, help us to see these people as just people, people made in the image of God, people who are fallen just like all of us who are flesh and blood, who need a Savior. We pray that they know that that Savior is Jesus. Let that be our attitude toward everybody that we know because this is our goal, because as your word tells us, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess Jesus Christ is Lord. We thank you, Lord, for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Tomorrow is Open Line Friday. We'll have a, a couple of different things on on the program. We have a special guest with us and um maybe we'll talk about 9/11. Do you still think about that? Is is 9/11 September 11th is Sunday. Is this something that we still think about? Do you still think about where you were or does that fade? talk about that a little bit tomorrow. And I imagine you might have some questions about the the queen and that kind of stuff. And uh, there's lots of other stuff going on in the news. I want to thank you for listening. You can always get the podcast of our program. Just go to our radio station website, look up Southern California Live, and you will find it right there. God bless you. I'm Scott Furrow. I will see you again tomorrow from three to five. God bless